Welcome to Woody Online. You're listening to an audio recording of one of our live services. We're based in Cardiff and we meet in person every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. If you're able to join us, we would love to see you. We hope this week's message blesses you. Okay, so um, I'm just going to tell you a story. Um, Jesus, uh, he used to take his friends and his 12 disciples, but also other disciples with him. And he used to go from city to city and town to town. And, and he used to go and tell everybody in the whole countryside um, about the kingdom of God. And he also took quite a few women with him that were in his group as well. And um, um, he often told stories about hearing God and obeying him. Hearing God and doing what he says. And he, he sometimes told them in, in, in a way that we call parables. Um, stories where you kind of, it helps you get the meaning. Um, in a roundabout kind of way. And anyway, one day, I guess he was near some fields in the countryside and a large crowd gathered from different towns and different places and um, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed and as he was scattering the seed, you know, as they did then by hand, some fell along the path and it was trampled on. And then the birds came and they ate it up, they pecked it up. And then he scattered some more, This did this farmer, and some of it fell on rocky, stony soil, stony ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they didn't have any moisture. And then other seed that he scattered fell among thorns, which grew up with it and overwhelmed the plants. And then still other seed that he scattered fell on good soil. And it came up and it yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. How big is a hundred times? What would fruit a hundred times as big look like? Anyway, when Jesus said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. What does that mean? Funny things, these parables. And what is the seed, the seed that gets scattered out? What is that seed? And what did the seed that fell on the good soil, what did that seed contribute to the crop? Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, what does this parable mean? You know, the disciples hadn't a clue. And I often feel like that. I read loads of bits in the Bible, and I think I don't know what it means. And even the parables which they teach in Sunday school and allegedly are easy, I still don't really know what they mean. And, um, but the disciples had learnt after a while, because they'd heard so many stories from Jesus, they'd realised that the best thing to do was to try not to bluff, but just to go to him and say, what does it mean? So they went to Jesus and they asked him. And Jesus said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. I've given you insight into God's kingdoms. You know how it works. And there are others who need stories to understand and to help them hear. And then there are some that even with the stories, they're just never going to get it. You know, their eyes are open, but they never see. And their ears are always hearing, but they never hear anything. What are the secrets of the kingdom of God? I don't know, what do you think they are? Anyway, Jesus went on. He said, this is the meaning of the parable. 
Um, the seed is the word of God. And those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and he pecks away the word. He plucks it away. He takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. So it's like to believe and be saved, you have to take the word into your heart, Jesus is telling them. And then he said, those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. And they believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. Do you know anyone like that? Well, maybe you're here this morning and you know that that's you. But there's a promise here. If you grow roots, you won't fall away in a time of trial. And then Jesus said, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they get choked with life's worries and the riches and pleasures of life, and they do not mature. Why didn't those people who didn't mature have hope in a future bigger than the realities of this world? How do people mature? What does it even look like to be mature? And then Jesus said, but the seed on the good soil stands for those with good and virtuous hearts who hear the word and hold it firmly and by persevering produce a crop. So just have a think. What do you think you need to hear the word? What do you need to produce a crop? What, what is Jesus saying to them that they need to produce a crop? Is he saying to hear the word they need a good heart and a, a, their heart attitude needs to be ready? Maybe they need to fess up to a few things? I don't know. And what do they not need to produce a crop? Um, Jesus doesn't seem to be saying that they need sun or water or nutrients. It seems like God gives that anyway. He seems to be saying all they need to do is hold this word firmly, to keep it, to retain it, to grasp it tightly, and to patiently persevere. And then they'll be fruitful. Or to put it another way, um, like what happened after this story, Jesus went into a house and, and um, anyway, his mothers and brothers came and what happened was a bit tricky, but basically Jesus said, my mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. It's a bit of an ouch, that one, isn't it? He's basically saying, you're not in my family if you don't do what I say. But if you do, you will be fruitful. So now, um, I want you to consider an oak tree. So we're going to have a picture up of an oak tree in a moment. Um, this oak tree, I'm told, is a 1,000 years old, and it's the oldest oak tree in the United Kingdom, and I think it's called the Bothorpe Oak, from my memory. Um, now, let's consider this. This oak tree, it just came from one tiny acorn. Now, I haven't got my act together, but I did find some sweet chestnuts. So a sweet chestnut tree can actually be taller than that, way bigger, and it comes from that. So imagine this is an acorn. What did this tree contribute towards its own growth or fruit? What did that, yeah, 
Did it produce its own sun or water or nutrients? It didn't even produce its own DNA, did it? I mean, even the seed came from a different tree. It just stood there and grew in the situation in which it was planted. It grew roots, and when storms came and droughts came, I mean, how many storms and droughts have there been over the last thousand years? And it hasn't fallen over, it hasn't died. Life's worries and riches don't overwhelm this tree, do they? It will outlast the energy crisis because it's outlasted the Suez crisis. It will outlast Liz Truss's troubles and they don't even trouble it because Oliver Cromwell's civil war didn't even trouble it. it it's not even feeling any anxiety at all about the war in Ukraine and I've got friends in Ukraine and it's really upsetting when you hear their stories and you just see what they've lost. But that tree isn't anxious about it because it was there before the First World War. It just kept going. It just persevered. It's got a bigger perspective, way much greater than the reality in which it lives now. How does it mature? It just stands there patiently. It just stands firm. It just, it just matures because it's there. It just matures because it just stands firm. It just happens. You know, and it's, it's damaged, there's branches missing. I think the trunk is split. Um, you know, it's carrying some pain. There's been some things that have happened to that tree that have really hurt it and damaged it. But it's just carrying on. It's just carrying on. It's just stood firm and it's fruitful. And also it's so simple. That tree just does what's in its seed. It just does, it just reads the DNA in the seed and just obeys it. And then it becomes fruitful just by doing what it knows it should do. It just does its thing. It just does what God created it for. It's so simple. It just grows and it puts down roots just by staying there, just by doing hardly anything at all. The branches come up. And then year after year, in the spring, little buds pop up and in the summer the leaves come. And then I guess in the autumn, I haven't really researched this, I might be wrong, I guess the, the acorns come, you know, more of these things, sweet chestnuts. Um, and then it sheds them all and it adds another ring onto its trunk and then it does the same thing the year after. And it produces immeasurable fruit. The scientists tell us that that tree can support thousands upon thousands upon thousands of insects. And then there's all the birds and the squirrels. How many birds nest in a tree like that over a thousand years? How many new trees has that tree led to? You know, has it even created a wood or a forest around it over the years? Over a thousand years, how many trees has that tree produced that have been used in warships or to build houses or furniture? How many people have sat in the shade of that tree and got rest from the rain or the sun? How many people have admired that tree and admired its shape and looked at the, the colours of the leaves in autumn? And, and, and how many people have looked at that tree and something's just welled up inside them that just makes them feel happy and content and joyful? How many people have looked at that tree and just praised God for his creation? How much fruit has that tree done, produced over the year? And all it's done is just stood there and persevered and just done what God made it to be, where God put it. It just persevered and was fruitful. So, for you, for us, 
Have you taken the seed into your heart? What is the seed? The seed, the passage says, is the Word of God. What is the Word of God? The Word of God, you know, like the Bible, is actually like the living Word, and the living Word is Jesus. Have you taken Jesus into your heart? Is your heart ready? Is your heart attitude ready? Have you a good heart? God can do that. But like, if Jesus is in your heart, how can you possibly not be fruitful? If your heart is ready, it's like a good soil. If you put a seed in it, it will grow and produce fruit. Or what if, like me, you, you often don't know what to do next? You know, you're stuck with insoluble problems, or you're just like thinking, well, I know God's saying something, but I don't really know what to do or what he's actually saying. You know, just ask Jesus, like his disciples, because Jesus is here, isn't he? He was with them um, when he told that story, and he's with us now because we are like the, the temple of God, we're living stones, and when we gather together like this, Jesus is here. He's here in a church. When you build a church, Jesus comes and lives in the church because the church is his temple, and he's here, and he's alive, and all you have to do is ask him, and he's in your heart, isn't he? It's just like you look down and you talk to your heart, and you say, Jesus, what must I do? What have you put in my heart? It's simple, he's here. There's a DNA that Jesus has sown into your heart that will tell you what to do. The living word is in your heart. Um, and it's the same for you as a church. You know, there's a heart in this church, isn't there? I can see it, it's so obvious. I've never seen anything like it. It's like family and fun. And there's a heart in your church, in your church. There's a heart and, it, and, it, and it's got stuff in it yet to come out. And, and, and God's put that heart in you collectively as a group of people. And um, you've got to hold the word firmly though, haven't you? You've got to keep it and you've got to put it into practice and you've got to do it. But the fact is, it's actually really simple, but we make it so complicated. And I'm a past master at making it, things complicated. My wife and my church leaders in the past and in the present and my friends, they just laugh and cry over how complicated I make things. Because actually it's really simple. The Bible just says, love one another. So in, in our street pastors thing, we often go out and you bump into someone who's got so drunk they can't remember where they live. And then when they sober up, they can't tell you because they don't know the Welsh name because it's fresh as fortnight and they haven't learnt it. And, and, then, and then when they can remember roughly, sort of, they don't know how to get there anyway. And then they pull out their phone and their phone's flat. And you just go round and round in circles and it's awfully complicated and you haven't a clue what to do. But actually what I just say to my team is, what does it look like to love this person in this situation? It's actually... It looks complicated, but actually it's really simple. What does it look like to forgive one another, bear with one another, don't give up meeting together? It's also simple. Go to the nations, remember the poor. And you hardly need to do anything. What did you do? All you had to do is open your mouth and receive the word into your heart. All you had to do is grip it firmly and tightly. God does all the rest, doesn't he? You didn't really do much at all. He did it. You just have to hold that word and you will be fruitful. And it's like Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, paradise, they hardly did anything. They hardly needed to do anything. God gave them trees with fruit that they could just pluck and bushes with berries on and things. And um, they didn't have to toil and sweat to produce a fruit, a crop, did they? Because the soil was deep and it wasn't stony. 
And it's just like it will be for us at the end of time in the garden city in Revelation. You know, nobody at the end of time in Revelation is ever going to like feel thirsty because there's going to be loads of moisture because that city has the river of life flowing through it. And there's a tree, what is it, the tree of life growing there. And, and that has all the fruit in the world you could possibly imagine. And all you have to do is just stand, just endure and you will grow branches and fruit. I mean, they say that uh, the root systems on trees like that are as big as what the tree you can see on the surface, yeah? And, and, and it just happens just by standing there and holding the word tightly in your heart. What if you're overwhelmed with the worries or riches of this world? Well, Jesus said, the secrets of the kingdom of God will be revealed to you. And they are now in your heart. If you've taken this word, if you've taken Jesus into your heart, then the secrets of the kingdom of God are in your heart right now. Look into your heart. Ask Jesus. Go up to Jesus and say, show them to me. That's what the disciples did. You know, and then that you will see that what God's, that the secrets of the kingdom of this world are so, just, just the worries of this world, which are really real, seem far less real than God's reality in the kingdom to come. And the the riches and the pleasures of this world, which sometimes, let's be honest, are quite pleasurable and rich and sometimes really good, but actually the mysteries of the kingdom of God that is to come, that God's already put in your heart, is so much more amazing than that. And if you get into that and get a bigger picture of that, then you will never get choked by all the worries or the riches or the pleasures of this life. So just keep doing what God created you for. Wherever God puts you, like that tree, season after season, day after day, you know, as you just keep putting another ring on the trunk, keep going, persevere daily, put the word of God into practice, wherever God puts you, with the teenagers you have, just see them through, keep going, you know, with the parents you have, who don't understand what it's like to live in the 21st century, just keep going, honour them, so that all will go well with you. You know, with the job you have, with the boss and the colleagues you have, with the church you have, in all its weaknesses and all its strengths, just keep going. With the partner you have, or with the partner you don't have, with the city you're in, just seek the good of the city. With the culture you're part of, with the friends and enemies you've got in the midst of all the illnesses you have, all those challenges you've got, and those problems you face that nobody seems to have the answer with, just stand, just stand. With the life you have, just keep going and you will be fruitful. You know, how many people has Woodville, how, how many people has Woodville Church provided shelter to over, what is it, 100 plus years, 150? How many people, how many people have leant up against the trunk of Woodville Church and had rest and looked out at the view and, and just felt inspired and encouraged and blessed because Woodville Church has been here? You can't imagine it. You can't count it. It's just ridiculous. It's impossible. It's a hundredfold. It's immeasurable. But like, there's more to come. That's just then. There's the future to come. God's saying to you, I want to put a seed in your heart and it's going to be a hundredfold more than what you have now. It's totally impossibly immeasurable. And all you have to do is stand there like an oak tree and keep going. You have to stand firm and patiently allow God to work in you while you just live life and continue obeying God. And in your heart, what's in your heart will just bubble up. You can't help it. it, You don't have to work it. You don't have to strive. It will just happen. So there's a promise 
that a measurable amount of fruit is coming? Are you expecting it? Do you believe that God's put in you right now, right here, as individuals, um, uh, mysteries, riches of the kingdom that he wants to draw out? He's drawn out loads already, that's obvious, but there's more to come, isn't there? And also as a church, he's put stuff in you as a church that you haven't even found yet, that you've got no idea yet. There's even more, because that's what the kingdom of God is like. It's small, but it kind of grows big, doesn't it? And it's, there's more in there, and you've just got to call it out, and you've just got to look into your heart as a group of people and say, Jesus, we know you're here. Show us. Explain the parable to us. Show us the mysteries that you've hidden us in our heart, because I know there's more. So as a church, keep going. Keep doing what you were designed to do as a church. Keep going and you will be faithful. All you've got to do is catch these seeds, catch these seeds and hold them tight. All you've got to do is think, is my heart ready? Have I repented? Am I right before God? Is my attitude good? All you've got to do is hold these seeds really firmly, really tightly, and then they will produce fruit. All you've got to do is take them into your heart, and it will just happen. Just stand firm. Just keep going. Keep doing what you know you already should be doing, and it will happen, and you'll produce fruit a hundredfold. As a church, are you ready? As a church, there are more secrets of the kingdom of God that God wants to reveal in you. I have no idea what they are, but I know they're there. But just this, that amazing picture of um, the old building before this building. Is it Coco Gelato? Where it, you know, that's just incredible, isn't it? Isn't it amazing what God does? But like, actually, um, what did it feel like to knock down that old church that they grow very familiar and comfortable with? What did the process of knocking one down, building another, where did they meet and how did it go and how much did it cost them and what about the organisation? How did they feel? And I bet there were things in that old church that were actually, that they got really comfortable with and used to and there was probably, they liked the coffee and they liked the way they did the service and they liked this and they liked that um, but actually there were some things that were really fruitful in the past but then they just had to stop and let go. It's like, are you ready for the new wineskin? that's coming. Are you ready? Are you willing to get bigger nets and bigger boats? And I don't know what it looks like. I'm not saying, but like, actually, there's a cost in this, isn't there? God, I think, wants to bring immeasurable hundredfold fruit to this church. Are you ready? Do you believe God can use you?